getting the foundations correct, meaning having savings, having your investments together, allows you so much freedom, even if you don't have them to the level that you want. Because in real time, like maybe you're not benefiting or you don't think that you're where you want to be, meaning you don't have the million dollars just yet. But if you have the foundations and you have the savings, you have the investing together and you have those qualities and those behaviors ingrained, when you do need to make decisions, like you need to be flexible with your finances, you feel better about it. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. If you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. In the show notes, you'll get the transcribed version of the conversation, the links that we mentioned, and so much more. Also, whether you are an OG journeyer or brand new to the podcast, I've created a free jumpstart guide to help you on your financial freedom journey. It includes the top episodes to listen to, stages to go through to reach financial freedom, resources, and so much more. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart to get your guide right now. Okay, let's hop into the episode. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast. I am coming to you with a solo episode. I'm giving you some personal updates some business updates. I'm not going to go too much in detail. I usually like to do kind of my biggest takeaways for business and personal life at the top of the year. So what I'm going to do right now is share what's been going on for me over the past few months, what's been going on this summer, how I've actually did a lot less work, what that's looked like for me in a day-to-day life that I'm living, how that's impacted my business, and then some takeaways, some lessons. So I always like to leave you with, or at least give you takeaways. I hope that you can glean some lessons from what I'm about to share. And yeah, so for, you know, if you're listening to this in real time, it's it's hopefully September (laughs) if this goes out when it's supposed to go out. So we, you know, have officially left the summertime and, you know, I'm in New York. So the way I look at summer, especially because for us Northeasters school, especially in New York, it starts in September and ends in at the end of June. So I consider July and August prime time. That is the summer months. That's when I actually have more free time, even though I have three kids because my kids are in camp. We have been putting them in camp for the last two years. And so the summer really marks a time period in where sometimes I think, oh, like I'm going to actually get more work done because they're actually away for longer periods of time. Like school always ends earlier than camp does, but that's not the case because what happens and I just need to just be plan my schedule accordingly is that every summer it never fails. I do less work because I love the sun. I love being outside. I love doing nothing. (laughs) And the summer presents a prime opportunity to do that. And even though they're in camp and, oh, this is the time I can be productive and get more work done. I don't want to do it. 
So here's the thing. My husband also is off in the summer because he's a teacher and he used to do like summer jobs and programs, but he hasn't been that, doing that for the last couple of years. So what happens is he's doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. And then we're like, want to go to the beach? But he's like, I'm about to go get some lunch. And I'm like, you're not going to go without me. I'm coming because I want to enjoy lunch too. So our summer days, basically, there's no real structure other than for me this summer. I really, I mean, this whole year has been about writing my book. So if you are a journeyer, you've been listening and following along on my journey, then you know that I am writing a book this year. And I'm like at the, I don't want to say the end stages, but my book, the manuscript is due the beginning of January of 2023. And so this 2022 for me was all about writing the book, focusing on the content, right? Like focusing on getting all the thoughts and words that swirl in my head into coherent (laughs) words that you can read, that anyone can read. So for me, I knew that writing the book is the focus, continuing to take care of my physical health because when I feel good, or I feel like I have energy, I can then be more productive in terms of just happier in the world. And so those were like my main things. I need to work out and write. Those are the two product- <laughs> the two priorities of my summer. And so because of that, I definitely slowed down a lot in terms of work. And what I want to share with you is, I think a lot of people, you know, you talk about resting and doing less, and I am all for that. But the other side of that are the feelings that come up when you feel like you're not doing enough or, oh, I should be more aggressive or taking on more things so I can make more money. So I wanted to share with you in real time how I was managing that. But first, I'm just going to go back through to the updates. I did write some notes. I try to write notes and then I don't know what happens. I just stop reading them and kind of get lost. But we're going to go to notes because I did want to share in order how things have been going. So entrepreneurship update first, how things have been. I shut down my signature program, if I can call it that, the Money Launch Club. So that was my membership community a couple of years ago. So that was where you would pay a nominal fee to join a community of people just like you and connect with other journeyers, people paying off debt, investing. And it was in its own app where you can connect outside of social media There were monthly coaching calls. We had experts come in and teach on certain topics. Honestly, like the Money Launch Club, when it was running, I thought was the best thing ever. (laughs) But it also took a lot of time and energy. And I wasn't at the pace or space in my business and in my life where I could dedicate the resources needed for it to be profitable. And so it felt more of like a drag. It felt more of like things I had to do versus something I wanted to do. So I had shut that down along with, I had a course. I still have the course. I actually have the wait list um, in my emails that you can sign up for the Journey to FI course. So this also broke down like the 10 steps I use to create this life of more freedom to map my path to financial independence. This was another course that I had. I did a couple of live um, sessions with it, meaning you know, if you bought the course, you can do live coaching with me. I did some where it was just self-paced. So you bought the course and you did it on your own. So both of those things, I decided that I was no longer going to sell or focus on. Um, I just didn't feel it. I didn't want to do it. And I'm really big on, I already spent over 10 years in a corporate career where I was working and doing things I didn't feel like doing. 
And here I am creating this business that's supposed to be about freedom. I'm preaching to you about obtaining freedom. And I don't want to do things where I feel like I have to do it just for money. Now, I put myself in a position to be able to say no or say I'm not going to do something because of the saving and investing and all the work that I did up front. But it was really important to me that once I really felt like it wasn't just serving like me personally, that I couldn't do it because then whatever I was producing was not going to be coming from a place of best utility for people who were getting that information. So for now, not saying that these things are not coming back, I definitely believe uh, they had a lot of value. I know for facts, based on people who have been in the Money Launch Club or people who have taken the course, how much it's helped them. Um, life-changing. And so I know it's something that I, I want to give to the world again, but it's not something I want to focus on. So because I taken those two things out of my business, I had more time to be creative, or that's what I thought I would have more time. But really what happened was uh, the podcast, right? Like the podcast, what you're listening to now is my main source of, I'd say, content to the world, right? It's I put this podcast out every week. Um, it's what I'm known for. It's like the thing. It's my thing. And, you know, that takes a lot of time and thoughtfulness to produce, putting it out every week. Now, because I've been doing it for so long, we do have systems in place where it's pretty seamless for the most part in how things get done. I do have a small but mighty team in place that helps me with the podcast. So even just having the podcast, while you know we know what we're doing, we kind of have the system in place, it's still a lot of work. It's still a lot of energy because we still have to do interviews. We still have to get the podcast out. It's still a lot. And added on with the book, writing the book, which is just another mammoth <laughs> to wrestle with. I'm not that I'm trying to make it my enemy, but it's just, it's a big part of my life. So while, I, you know, I'm so grateful that I don't have to do and deliver the coursework or the programs that I shut down anymore, I still almost feel like even more busy, but because this is so much more creative work that I'm doing, because like, it really does feel like I'm reaching into the depths. I know I sound very um, dramatic right now, but I really do feel like I'm trying, I'm reaching into the depths of my soul and my mind to create something that has not been created before. And that takes a lot. It takes a lot. And so that's what I'm focusing on. And by doing that, by like kind of chipping away at everything else that wasn't serving me or didn't make me happy or wasn't fulfilling, I'm not able to focus on the podcast and the book in this year. And so for the summer, that's what I did. And the way that Journey to Launch currently makes money is that it's primarily through brand partnerships and podcast sponsorships, and then also the book. But the book, it's, you know, in traditional publishing, which is the way that I went, you you kind of hear like, oh, if you signed a significant or great book deal that you, whatever that number is, you get that money up front. And that's not the case. I signed or I haven't even signed my contract yet. This is how the traditional publishing world works. But you basically do a handshake on a deal. You know, you, I selected my publisher because it went to auction. So yes, I have a book deal, quote unquote, but there's no contract. And so you don't get paid until there's a contract. And literally we're in August of 2022. And I selected my publisher in late August, 2021, right? And even with the payment schedule, you get like one fourth payment on contract signature, 
one-fourth payment when you deliver the manuscript, so that final manuscript that I'm supposed to deliver in the beginning of January, and then you get one-fourth the payment of your advance payment. You get that when the hardcover book first comes out. So that's when the book is first in the world. And then one-fourth when the paperback book comes out, which is a year typically after the hardcover. So your payment for a book advance, no matter how good it is, literally can be broken up into fourths or thirds. In my case, it was fourths. And it can be spread out over two to three years. So for me and the way Journey to Launch currently operates because I no longer am running my own programs is mostly based on delivering like external client work and this book that is that I'm writing. And so that also takes work because I'm delivering content, I'm writing scripts, I'm creating things for brand partners, which have been the ones that have you seen me work with, like they've been mostly great. <laughs> like they've been really great. They are people and products and things that I actually believe in, would recommend, use myself. So that is kind of how Journey to Launch has been sustaining itself. But I also want to keep it real and be clear because, you know, it's this thing like, oh, well, you know, less work and then you can make the same amount of money. And I actually, I there is some truth to that, right? Because I even now, when I get certain things that come in, my agent may send me something and the Jamila three years ago, two years ago, for let's just say a $10,000 engagement on something would say, oh yes, for sure. I'm definitely doing that. And the Jamila today, even if it's 10,000, 20,000, depending on what they're asking me to do, I'm just like, it's not worth it. Like I already know how this was, it's going to (laughs) go. And the amount of time and energy it's going to cost me to create this thing, it's just not going to be worth it. And so I've been able to, and I've actually still been doing this, turning down a good amount of things, or at least not pursuing it, right? Like it's like, oh, if I budge on my price or if I budge on what I can deliver, maybe we can get this done. And I just let it go. I'm just like, you know, it's just not worth pursuing. So I do think that when you do less and you're more thoughtful, then you can have a higher quality level of output right? Because you're not spread so thin. And then, you know, even the opportunities that come to you, they're more high value. So I rather turn down five or 10, $10,000 things and brand partnerships and get one $100,000 partnership, right? Where I have to just deal with one brand partner, right? And create that relationship that's more high value to me. And so Yes, your girl has been working less. If you follow me at Jamila Soufrant, I often joke about this, that, you know, I didn't choose this life. The life chose me because you'll often, especially in the summer, find me at my local beach once, one to two times a week while the kids are in camp. Don't tell them though, because we go without them (laughs) sometimes. And it's just like, yeah, great. But I also have to be real that what we made last year as a business, and what we're doing this year is it's so far not going to be as much because I have slowed down and I'm okay with that. So I had given myself a raise last year from what I was paying myself in the business. And at midpoint in this year, I said to myself, well, if things keep going the way they're going, meaning things are kind of slow. I knew at the beginning of the year about how much I would make if no new business came in because I had a lot of things either signed already or in negotiation but I said, you know what, to be safe and to make sure that we won't be in the position where we're going to be financially unstable, let me actually de-raise myself. So I know people like to talk about, oh, I gave myself a raise. I'm making more money. 
But I made the decision in my business to say, you know what, I'm going to take less as a salary because things have been slow, because I don't want to work harder this year on those projects or those things. And I had to be okay with that, right? And adjust behaviors accordingly. Now, this is more on like a finance side, but this is why I always say that getting the foundations correct, meaning having savings, having your investments together allows you so much freedom, even if you don't have them to the level that you want, because in real time, like maybe you're not benefiting or you don't think that you're where you want to be ultimately for the five, 10 years out, meaning you don't have the million dollars just yet. But if you have the foundations and you have the savings, you have the investing together and you have those qualities and those behaviors ingrained, when you do need to make decisions, like you need to be flexible with your finances, you feel better about it. Like I felt better about, okay, I can, I can pay myself less, but yet we can still do our basement renovation. We can still take our anniversary trip to St. Lucia, like do all the things. We can still send our kids to camp, even though journey to launch may not make as much as it did last year, but we can still live the lifestyle we want because financially we are okay. You know, we, we are more than on track in terms of our investing portfolio, we have our savings, you know, together. We still have our FU funds. Like, you know, even with Journey to Launch, like I didn't just create the FU fund for when I left my job, but it's just like, I want a FU fund in case there are things I don't want to do for Journey to Launch. And if I don't want to do something, I can say no and not feel pressured. So I'm being transparent in this way because yes, take your time, rest. I always say, even though things are slow for me right now, I know it's for a reason, while it's slower, I know that this is really just God is telling me, girl, brace yourself because I'm not giving you a lot right now, but there will be a lot coming. And so enjoy this time because when things start to pick up again, you're going to wish you had more downtime. And that's kind of how I see things. So that's kind of like where I've been in terms of like entrepreneurship or what's going on with Journey to Launch. The focus is still the podcast. I'm really, really intent on growing the podcast and I know like it sounds a little crazy if you're not in the podcasting world or if you listen to this podcast because, you know, you're like, well, seems like you're doing well to me. And yes, the podcast for being an independent podcast, you know, I'm, I'm not associated right now with any big company. Like it's just me and my small but mighty team. You know, I have an editor. So shout out to Emily who tries to make me sound good <laughs> when I am flubbering all my words. Johanna, my assistant, V and Kaylee who help on social media and the podcast. Like I have people who help me on the back end, but with podcasts, it's really about downloads, which means how many times the world played an episode or your podcast. And that's really how it runs. It runs on distribution. So as an independent podcaster, meaning I'm not on a big network. So sometimes these big networks, you can cross promote with other big podcasts. They can put ads on other podcasts. You just have more help, like a marketing machine behind you to help grow your podcast. And when you're a solo podcaster or independent like myself, you definitely can do well. Um, usually the people who do really, really well, and I'm talking about, I do well, but like I'm talking about have 100,000 downloads per episode kind of well, is that they either were already well-known or they, you know, they have very popular guests like celebrities 
And then most of the podcasts that do that well, you know, it's it's based on sensationalism. You know, it's based on talking about celebrities and or murder mysteries <laughs> and crime. You know, I've been listening to more crime podcasts myself. And I get it. It's escapism. It's like I, a lot of people don't want to listen to how to budget. <laughs> they want to hear like how Sally was like, unfortunately taken by Matt and go through the process of like learning about that. Right. So anyway, the point is the podcast is still priority number one, because I'm not going to turn my back on for me. What is the joy of my business? And what has gotten to me where I'm gotten to, but also being more strategic in what the future looks like for the podcast. So should I join a network? Is it time that I start looking for a partner that can help me get this into more ears that more people can listen to? How do I scale the podcast to a hundred thousand downloads per episode? You know, so that's kind of where my head is at now. Okay. Next update, kids, family, and home. So you already heard, I said children were in camp for most of the day. Husband is off, which means we just have a lot more time to enjoy the summer, (laughs) which is what we were doing. And I thought like I would have, um, again, more time to rest or not rest, but more time to work. But it's more about like resting for me, which is why I've been chilling so much. You know, we did complete a major basement renovation. So we did this major project. And we now like added additional level of living space, which is awesome because we're a family of five. And I mean, for New York standards, like it's, we are blessed to be able to have the, the space that we have. And most importantly, I have an office. I have a dedicated office space. That's where I'm recording from now for years before this, I was recording mostly at my kitchen table. I would have to like, unpack everything in the mornings after the kids left and then pack everything up or try to pack everything up before everyone got home. And at a certain point, I knew that I wanted a space just for me. I felt like it is my time. If I'm trying to create the things I'm creating, if I am doing and creating the work I'm creating, it needs to be from a space of feeling inspired and feeling comforted. And that's what I have now. So I now have a dedicated office. There's more living area for us to enjoy. We recently hosted six family members here in addition to the five that live here. So it was so enjoyable. My sisters came with their kids and I just love being able to host my family in this way where, wow, look where we're coming from. Like, cause we're all Jamaican and like our humble beginnings of being able or sleeping in just a one bedroom, you know, room when I visited Jamaica or when they grew up in Jamaica together. So the fact that I was able to host them here in that way, some of them, that was the first time in New York. It was just amazing. Also on a more personal note, hubby and I celebrated our 10 year wedding anniversary And that was amazing. We decided to go to St. Lucia. We went to Jade Mountain. And I posted a couple reels and content on Journey to Launch and Jamil Soufrant a little bit about this. I'm typically private in terms of when it comes to like husband and kids life. But I felt like, no, this is too beautiful not to share. (laughs) And um, Jade Mountain, literally, it looks like a postcard. The views from where we stayed because... We get these gorgeous views of what's called the Piton Mountains. They're two 
mountainous volcanoes. And the way that the Jade Mountain Resort is set up is that there is no wall. Um, so there, I think there are like 25 to 26 uh, rooms, but none of the rooms have a wall. So uh, like a fourth wall. And mostly all the rooms have an infinity pool where you literally, you see your view is of the Paton Mountains, like these two gorgeous peaks and the rainforest. So the, it, it, it just, it, I can't even really describe it. I'm going to post some links to the episode show notes on this. I'm actually planning to do a podcast episode either would have came out already or it's coming out soon about our decision, like financially to take such a, for us, a pricey trip, like what kind of went into that and affording it and all that. But we had such a good time. And then just locally, like my biggest thing is I don't want to wait for once in a lifetime trips, you know, for expensive trips to enjoy my life, which is why we did go to the beach. You know, the, the beach, our local beach is no St. Lucia beach or Jamaican beach. It's nowhere close, but it's the beach we got. And so my husband and I would go there like once to one to two times a week and and enjoy ourselves. You know, when I close my eyes, the ocean at our local beach sounds the same as the ocean in Jamaica. It doesn't it may not look the same, it may not be the same vibes, but it's water. And that is the way I'm able to enjoy the journey that I'm on. And what I want you to think about when you're thinking about enjoying your journey is that you don't have to wait for one vacation a year to do that. Where is it in your life that you can enjoy on a day-to-day basis the beauty around you? Okay, so that actually is uh, slipping into my takeaways. But so that was just like an update personally. Now, and then I already talked about working out is really important for me. Running, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with running, but it's the most effective thing in terms of getting my energy up and the results that I get from running. So that has also been something that I continue to do this summer. So takeaways. Now that you've been all up in my business, I've been sharing my business with you. (laughs) What's in it for you? So I wanted to talk about just some some takeaways, what I have gleaned from this the past couple months. We are now entering in the home stretch of 2022, which sounds crazy because where did it go? Like, I just felt like there was a time gap or time jump between 2019 and 2022. But the things that I'm actually learning and sitting with now are things that I think could be useful to you on your journey. So the first thing is the less work, me doing less work while, you know, I'm happy about that. Also remembering that just because I'm doing less work doesn't mean the work isn't getting done. So even if I am taking a nap, laying down at the beach, and there may be some just natural guilt. And when I say natural guilt, like there is sometimes a level of Jamila, you should be doing more, you know, you, Hey, you want to grow the podcast. Well, maybe you should do doing more work to do that instead of being at the beach. (laughs) And so I have those thoughts come up and then I have to remind myself that you don't always have to be the one doing the work. So I talk about planting seeds a lot, planting seeds, doing things up front, and then the seeds will take root, will grow. And you don't always have to be watching the seed to grow. It grows without you watching it. And so where in your life do you feel like you, you, you're feeling guilty for not doing more? But if you know you've done the upfront work, meaning you've cultivated those relationships, you've you know updated that resume, the LinkedIn is where it needs to be, the relationships in your life. you know. So this is not just money and finance related, but just your relationships with the people that you love. 
like you've done the groundwork um, that you don't always have to reinforce or prove yourself, right? Like you don't have to prove your worth through your work. And a lot of times there are people helping us that we're paying potentially. So for me in the business, I have contractors that I mentioned before that if I'm on the beach doing something, I'm paying them to do something for me in my absence, right? And so for you, maybe if you have a business, it may be time to think about what is the time, like, am I at a position or place where am I going to be happier or more productive? Sometimes I don't like using that word. If I'm able to use my time wisely. So instead of doing this task, so instead of me creating an Instagram post and going into Canva, which is the app we use to create a lot of the posts you see on Journey to Launch, instead of me spending two hours to do that, why don't I pay someone who actually can do that, do that well, instead of me doing it, right? And so because I've done that in my business, because I started to outsource a lot of the things that other people can do, it's allowed me to have the time that I have. And I have to remember just because I'm not doing it, someone else is. And also remember that people and things and God are are working on your behalf. You don't always have to have your, your hands stirring the pot. People can stir it for you. So that's one thing I've learned and that I've had to lean more into when I start to feel that I should be doing more is that the work is being done and you've done a lot of upfront work already. You'll be okay. Okay. Second thing, and I alluded to this, is about like a season of rest because you just never know when things are going to pick up. And that's kind of how I've been feeling. Sometimes I'm just like, even though you don't want to do something, you're like, oh, I I wanted to be invited there. But it's like, you didn't want to go anyway. Why you like, you don't want to go to that party. So why or that event? Like you wouldn't really want to go. You'd feel more stressed if you had to like say no. So you just want to be invited just for the sake of it. And sometimes it felt like that with opportunities or work because technically Jamila did you really want to do that did you really want to have to go on a flight to do that thing and the answer is mostly no but it just felt like oh I should have been invited or I should have done that when that's not the case and on top of that knowing that when things pick up I'm not even I don't even wear wigs but I'm not going to be able to hold on to my wig you know what I'm saying like (laughs) And so remembering that, like, this is just a season. So whatever season you're in now, maybe you are in a season of a lot of work and a lot of pressure and remembering that you have to either find the rest where you can or know that the rest is coming up. I think about that in running all the time, because no matter how much I've been running now for the past couple of years, it still feels like I'm going to die on mile one. And sometimes there's little hills where I run And it feels hard, but like remembering that I'm going downhill. Like I sometimes have to remember, Jamil, this is actually downhill. This is actually not as hard as going uphill. So how about you enjoy the downhill before it gets real again and you have to go uphill. And so if you are in your downhill stride right now, it is okay. Things will pick up and maybe this is your opportunity to catch your breath, to reinforce something, to get mentally, emotionally, physically stronger so that you are prepared when that hill comes and I know my hill is coming or my mountain. And so I'm preparing myself. The next thing uh, is talking about like a takeaway or what I've learned is not holding on to like a number, right? Like measuring your success, not based on necessarily how much you're earning or how much is in your bank account or investment account. And I know that sounds like counterintuitive because I'm telling you that you need to get those things together. (laughs) You need to do and focus on those things. 
but it can't be the only thing you measure your success by. It can't be the only thing. It's a, it's a part of it, but it's not the only thing because there are people with millions in the bank and in their investment account and they are miserable. There are people that you're looking to right now on Instagram and you're saying goals and in real life, they are not goals. Okay. They are miserable. They don't have the relationships together. So what I'm saying is, yeah, it's great to have both. So I'm not saying if you had to choose either money and financial success or internal joy and happiness, it's not either. You can have both. But if you're not in the position right now where you have the numbers you want to see when you open up that bank account or your debt is high, that you don't attach yourself to that number, that is not an indication of your worth. I would value how you actually feel, what you're doing in the world, the relationships that you're cultivating. I'm There's a part in my book where I'm talking about social capital and how important that is. And it's really the most underestimated form of capital that we talk about in finance because it literally is what allows people to not only be happy, but to get the opportunities that they're in, in search for. And so I believe social capital, meaning your relationships with people, not the number of people, but like the deeper relationships, like that's what's more important. And for me, even though I mean, I had to de-raise myself or give myself, pay myself less money for the last couple months, or I, I, I'm not making as much as I made last year so far. Hey, we still got some months left, so we never know. I'm not tying my sense of accomplishment to that because I know that the work I'm doing behind the scenes is greater than the amount of money that is in the bank account at the moment. So I want you to remember that for yourself too. Okay, I think that's all. (laughs) I think that's all the takeaways. I mean, I'm sure if I listen back to this, I'm gonna have a million more. Hopefully you even thought of some other things from this that can potentially help you in your journey. But I wanted to come on and wish you like a stride, not even a sprint, not even gonna tell you to sprint through the rest of the year, but a health, I want you to keep a healthy pace, push when you can, slow up when you want, but really run your own race um, for the rest of this year if you're listening to this in real time. And I hope that this served you in some way. If you did enjoy this or you learned something from this or you laughed or something, let me know. So I know I'm not just talking to myself. I'm at Journey to Launch at Jamila Souffrant. Mostly Journey to Launch is the uh, my public business profile. Let me know what you thought. Take a screenshot, tag me at Journey to Launch. Let me know what you thought of it. Let me know if there's a takeaway and share this with someone who you think can benefit from it. All right, journeyers, until next time. Don't forget, you can get the episode show notes for this episode by going to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this. And you can still grab your jumpstart guide for free to help you on your journey to financial freedom by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. If you want to support me and the podcast and love the free content and information that you get here, here are four ways that you can support me and the show. One, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, that purple app on your phone, your Android device, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is that you happen to listen, just subscribe so you are not missing an episode. And if you're happening to listen to this in Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. I appreciate and read every single review. Number two, follow me on my social media accounts. I'm at Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I love, love, love interacting with journeyers there. 
Three, support and check out the sponsors of this show if you hear something that interests you. Sponsors are the main ways we keep the podcast lights on here, so show them some love for supporting your girl. Four, and last but not least, share this episode, this podcast with a friend or family member or coworker so that we can spread the message of Journey to Launch. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. 